2: This one had some girth to it and it meant that it honestly felt like it was tickling between behind my eyeball and my brain.
1: Hello and welcome back to Test Tube Baby. It is the night before egg retrieval. It is 7pm and in 12 hours time and 45 minutes. You're looking at me blankly Tristan, is this right? It's
2: egg retrieval eve.
1: Egg retrieval Eve, like Christmas Eve, but the presents are biological cells and not gifts from Father Christmas. Bit of
2: a sadistic sounding in Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> not sure you could give children that in a stocking.
1: So my name is Miranda Burns, and over there, who didn't bring me snacks earlier, even oh, though... shit, I forgot. No, know, you said you would, I was so hungry. I'm basically like a pregnant lady, you need to look after me. This
2: is your way of saying, my tummy's a bit bloated, I'm a little bit of pain, and I'm going to play up to it.
1: Yeah, well, pretty much. It's not often that you do egg retrieval and IVF, so I'm going to milk it for all it's worth. Anyway, have we even said your <laughs> name? I don't think so. Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> tristan hall uh so wherever you're listening thank you so much uh, and also hope you're having the best day Uh, if you're new to our podcast family in test you baby we're chatting through all things ivf and hopefully beyond i mean we're getting really close now because it's
2: scarily close it's getting
1: quite serious isn't it but yeah hopefully there is going to be a baby and of course in true tristan and miranda style there'll be a whole lot of tangents more than one euphemism and potentially domestic we've already started with one today yeah
2: you've not started on a great foot have you (laughs) Well
1: me you
2: i'm all i'm saying is you're staring at your muff like it's some sort of what's wrong with your muff
1: I, there's a bit of fluff on it it's tickling right, my got nose. A fluffy muff well, all i'm saying is where are my snacks and i have not got a fluffy muff. thank you very much So last time that you heard from us, we were going for an internal scan to see where my body was at. I can tell you that the internal scan went rather well, and it has been confirmed, like we expected, that egg retrieval needs to be moved forward. So instead of having it on Friday, we're going to have it on Wednesday. And you don't know this, but today's Tuesday, which basically means tomorrow is egg retrieval.
2: It's at the point now where we're counting down in hours.
1: Yeah, not days.
2: Yeah. So this time in 12 hours, we'll be in a hospital.
1: I literally have already made this point. You're not focused today, are you? Not really. Are you excited? Is it the Christmas Eve excitement thing? I
2: know. I want to put some cookies and milk out for you.
1: Well, you didn't bring me snacks (laughs) earlier. Oh, shit. (laughs) oh what a Sorry. great episode this is i swear we're actually in really good moods it sounds like we're being passive aggressive towards each other but no, we are we're actually no, really excited. We are, we are really happy uh so the scan was by a new nurse our wonderful singing julie andrews impersonator nurse she wasn't to be seen uh so we had claire look after us instead but she was just as lovely and uh, she stuck the probe at my vag and she concluded that there was still four and nine antral follicles on each ovary which means 13 in total
2: Four and nine, some of which were like two and a half centimetres in diameter.
1: And just but picture that for a moment. So these are the follicles that are on my ovary. If they're nearly three centimetres big, how large is my ovary?
2: It must be absolutely huge. It must look like Well, you described well, then,
1: it a grapefruit earlier.
2: I mean in terms of like the full ensemble, it probably is it, a grapefruit size.
1: I really Mad. do feel like I should be walking with a hobble, or like feeling kind of tilted off to one side, because my right ovary is way bigger than my left ovary. But so I you start actually... walking
2: around in circles. <laughs>
1: which is really interesting is that because my right ovary is so big that means that it's the ovary that's worked hard subsequently that then means that my left ovary is my lazy ovary so this is the term that our original nurse used to describe it and our new nurse agreed with everybody apparently if they have ovaries has a lazy one so you can't assume that they're both going to manage to produce nine antral follicles um and also interestingly my lazy ovary is hiding in a peculiar position so it's like behind my bowel apparently which i don't even know is possible
2: it's almost like it doesn't want to have the uh, the eggs extracted it's so true it's like it's just kind of tucked itself away being like no leave me <laughs> alone
1: i know it didn't respond well to the injections did it
2: no we had a terrible time but not on the other one and that is what we're aiming for
1: this is so funny that we've got like a negative nelly ovary and a positive Polly ovary like,
2: Angel and devil on, yeah, your, on your shoulders.
1: So true. And which of us is right-handed and which of us is left-handed? Mm. I don't
2: have ovaries. So it doesn't really apply to me.
1: It does apply to you. He's left-handed even though
2: you, can we just Everyone can, knows
1: right-handed people are superior.
2: Can we, sorry, I'm not even listening to you again. Can we acknowledge <laughs> when we saw your grandma, we were explaining the IVF process to her. Uh, and I was explaining to her that they will do an internal scan to look at the ovaries. Um, and she looked at me and asked me if that was happening to me. And my first question was, where the hell are they putting the probe? Because <laughs> I'm not sure what you think, Peggy, but if, if you reckon they're going to stick it up my anus, then
1: you got another thing coming. they could get a really thin, long one and that could go up your willy hole. Why, is, why,
2: why are you why are you making it sound small
1: no 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 no, no, no. there's no need to do no, demor- not small but as in unless the hole that your wee wee comes out of is giant in which case you've got a serious problem <laughs> which could go to the doctor yeah it would have to be quite a fine probe wouldn't it anyway look it's not happening to you it's happened to me and we have confirmed that we have 13 antral follicles to work with yay So because egg retrieval is confirmed as happening tomorrow, that means I'm not doing my capital show. I did want to. I was like, I'm working from home anyway, so I can just come on air a little bit high and be absolutely fine uh, but they have said that I'm going to be sedated and we just think that maybe with the best will in the world it ain't gonna happen. So I'm a free agent tomorrow but obviously the egg retrieval. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I've got nothing on really. <laughs> when in the morning in hospital and they're popping my ovary and looking at my eggs and removing them then they're making them into embryos. Other than that though I'm quite free. <laughs> now in terms of the process itself I was really confused. I didn't know how they would do it because they have to access these follicles. Okay, they can't just zap them out with a little, I don't know, thing from the outside. So they have to go up your vagina again.
1: Let's explain what an antral follicle like actually is, like what it consists of. And I absolutely am handing this over to you. Okay, because was, I ain't got the. You fogginess. were looking at me, and I
2: was like, "Well, you're not gonna answer this I one, are you?" I don't know. So an antral follicle is a fluid-filled sac. Now, most people during their cycle will have a handful or maybe a few more appearing at the start of your cycle. Um, Normally what happens is one of those then decides to be the one that will mature and eventually release the egg that will be the one for that cycle. So normal people, when they are not having IVF, when they get pregnant, that will be the egg that is fertilised.
1: Question, sir. Sorry. She actually
2: put her hand up for that one (laughs) as well. Like I'm looking around the room going, anyone else? Anyone else to ask a question? No.
1: (laughs) Is there one egg in each antral follicle?
2: Yes. So is the that... maximum amount of eggs you can have in an antral follicle is one.
1: Really? Yeah. How do you know that?
2: I just I just do. Think Google. Oh, so I don't know. smart. So as I said, normal cycle when people aren't having IVF, one of them will then mature... When you ovulate, the antral follicle then bursts, (gasps) releasing the egg, which will then travel wherever it goes, and the sperm will travel wherever that goes, and that is how babies are made.
1: They meet and make sweet love.
2: Well, they don't. You do.
1: Not if you have an IVF. (laughs)
2: Not not if you have an IVF. During the process of IVF, they use drugs to stimulate all of your antral follicles, okay? So they want all 13, in our case, to mature sufficiently so that when they go in and they do surgery, they're big enough that they can see them and then pop them and then extract the eggs. So back on to how the process itself works. When Miranda goes in for her surgery, they'll put her under sedation.
1: I don't know how I feel about the whole sedation thing because I was really rooting for a general anaesthetic. I've had many general anaesthetics before and I've had only one sedation and they're a little bit trippy because you're conscious, but you're not conscious. You're coming in and out of it. Like you can see the people walking around you in their scrubs and their masks. And it's like a scene in a horror film where you're lying on the bed and you you, you wake up and there's like a theatre around you and everything's white and clinical.
2: I can imagine that's quite unpleasant. But what I will say is that everything we've looked at for IVF, all the research we've done into it, I've never heard someone saying that the egg retrieval process was traumatic.
1: No, you're right, you're right. So
2: whatever you've had done before with sedation, I'm sure that they will be giving you sufficient sedation to really, really, like, sedate you. Like, I can't imagine you'll be aware of much going on in that room.
1: Well, let's tell them what I would be aware of because they're going up inside my vagina.
2: So, yeah, they will go up inside Miranda's vagina with an ultrasound machine with a needle on it. (gasps) And what they will do is they will puncture the vaginal wall... And make their way to an ovary. When they get to an ovary, they will reach the antral follicles. So on the left ovary, we have... Four. And on the right ovary, we have...
1: Nine.
2: So the right ovary is obviously going to be the one they're going to aim for yeah. and get the most from. When they arrive there, they will use the needle to pop the antral follicle and then drain it of the fluid that's inside it. So yesterday, Miranda did her trigger injection called Ovitril. And Ovitril causes you to ovulate. At 40 hours after you have the injection. Mm. Now, we don't want you to ovulate before we have the surgery. So we have the surgery at 36 hours uh-huh. to retrieve your eggs. Clever. One of the things that Ovitril does is it causes the egg that sat inside the follicle to separate from the wall of the follicle, mm. So it's just floating around in the fluid which means that when they come to do the egg retrieval process and they pierce the antral follicle with the needle and suck out the fluid, the egg should come out too.
1: Mm -hmm. They're also going to wash out the antral follicle.
2: They do, with an egg-friendly fluid, which is my favourite phrase ever. (laughs) What's an egg-friendly fluid?
1: (laughs) I don't know. Squash? (laughs) anyway surely when you've drained the liquid that's in the follicle you then just like suck up the egg too but apparently they need to wash it out first they also need to wash out my vagina which i found utterly terrifying apparently they've done that on my last two laparoscopies nobody told me they wash it out. They just, would you just lump that bit of information on me yesterday? Like we'll sedate you, and then we will wash out your vagina, and then we'll insert the needle. Excuse me, with what?
2: what a pressure washer. <laughs> Mr B stood there from a meter's distance, just firing a pressure washer at your badge. Or
1: a cloth and a little bit of fairy <laughs> liquid. Oh, my God.
2: Someone fetched a scara. Uh, maybe a this, Brillo pad. I don't know. This is, this. is
1: why I need a general <laughs> anaesthetic. I don't want to be awake for this. How humiliating. Oh, the shame. <laughs> On that note, I want to have your predictions, Tress. Because on my scan yesterday, we found out that the left ovary, the lazy ovary with only four follicles, it's kind of in a weird position. It's sort of behind my bowel. So there's every chance that when they poke me with the needle, they might not risk it on the left side because you do not want to penetrate the bowel and then perforate it. That would be awful. So it's a little bit of a gamble. We may only be working with the nine follicles on the right side. So yeah, what are your predictions for how many eggs they are going to get out?
2: Now, I'm hopeful that you'll do a poo. And we... um... (laughs) Which should hopefully open things up a little bit.
1: Rearrange the furniture. Yeah,
2: exactly. Imagine imagine there's something in the way and you just got to get it out the way. And if it's got nothing in it, it's much easier to move. Mm. So when you're out having your surgery, your consultant will push on your tummy and try and manipulate you in ways that he can get to that mm. left ovary. I'm pretty confident he will. I have a lot of trust in the man. So I think that we will have all 13. <gasps> no, 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 no. Oh, go on all 13 accessible
1: right okay
2: now when we had the scan there was a real variation in size so as i said earlier there are some that are like two and a half centimeters but some that are like half a centimeter yeah. that doesn't mean there's no egg in there that doesn't mean it'll be bad but it may be slightly more difficult to to see them the whole idea of doing the stimulation process is to make them bigger so that they are easier to do yeah, yeah so yeah. if you're working with loads that are less than half a centimetre, there's a lot more room for error when they're smaller. And I'm guessing that the bigger they are, the easier they are to pierce and find.
1: And are they more mature as well? Because I... you want mature eggs, don't you?
2: The antral follicles are more mature if they're bigger. But I don't know if that changes the maturity of the eggs.
1: Interesting.
2: I'm not sure about that. That's one thing I can't tell you. But I think that they will harvest between seven and eight.
1: Oh, okay.
2: They will fertilize all of them, but not all of them will work. So I think we'll get five. Okay. And then maybe end up with between, I mean, we might get all five Mm. fertilized and done. I'd be happy with anything over over three in the end. Yeah,
1: okay. All right. Because this is the thing with IVF. There's a drop-off rate. Having 13 follicles does not mean you will get 13 embryos. With every stage that you do something, you will inevitably lose some. That's why IVF is not 100% successful. But having said that, I think I'm going to come on with a very positive prediction because why not? Put it into the universe. Manifestation. Do it. Okay. 13 follicles. I think we're going to get 11. I think we're going to get 11 eggs retrieved and I think that they're going to manage to fertilize nine of them and I think we'll have nine embryos and that would be incredible then we'd never have to do another IVF cycle again potentially
2: we could actually have nine babies if it all worked
1: Aww. oh we could be like the Von Trapps oh my god the sound of music makes a return <gasps>
2: oh my god this is why it's all happening because... Every it, well, this is why she sung the sound of music
1: because we're you. going to have loads yeah. of children
2: that's what it was
1: we need to name our first child Maria how do you solve a problem like Maria, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear no one needs to that
2: can we not base it in Nazi-occupied Austria please
1: oh well done check you out knowing I'm... the details <laughs> I know
2: my uh, musical theatre trivia
1: also I don't know if it was occupied at that point wasn't it just on the cusp
2: well there are Nazi flags just knocking about all that's, over it no,
1: that's a very good point actually <laughs> Now, because of a little thing called COVID-19, we did have to have a COVID test yesterday to check that we weren't infectious and contagious, that we weren't going to bring the virus into the hospital. I don't know why I'm speaking really weirdly, but I've just gone a little bit delirious. Speaking like a pilot. Yeah, but yeah, we had to have a swab. How was that for you, Tris?
2: So I'm quite uh, experienced in the coronavirus swab department. Mm. I've had a fair few over my, uh, my year. <laughs> and this one, in terms of discomfort is pretty high up on the list because you know the thing you put up your nose? Mm. The... The... the, the, Swab. That's the one. The fluffy bit on the end on this was quite bulbous. Oh, it
1: was massive, wasn't
2: it? I'm used to having a reasonably thin fluffy bit, but this one had some girth to it and it meant that it honestly felt like it was tickling between behind my eyeball and my brain.
1: Oh, absolutely. We were really lucky because originally we were told that someone was going to have to do it to us. And if you've had a COVID test, then you know that when someone does it to you, it is so much more painful than when you're in control of it yourself. Thankfully, our nurse took pity and said that as long as she monitored and chaperoned, she would let us do the COVID test.
2: I want to ask you a question about COVID tests. Go on. Because it's something I've heard and this is a safe space. So I want to voice it. Can you do a COVID test up the bum?
1: Oh, I think they are doing these now in some They are? Countries. Who's they? The people.
2: <laughs> Who are they? The
1: COVID people. No, I think there are some countries that are doing those.
2: Could you imagine if we had the option to do that when we had our COVID swab done yesterday?
1: I would jump at it.
2: Really? Uh, You'd yes. rather a cobra swab up the bum than in your nose?
1: Absolutely. Tristan, I have had so many people prod and poke me across the years, and by far, the nasal swab was the, the most painful. Really? It's, it's so agonising. It makes me cry. I
2: wonder if we still had the option to do it ourselves. Would she get to watch? Was that, would that be part of her job?
1: I'd just have her do it.
2: You'd have her swab your anus.
1: Honestly, it doesn't bother me. I, you get to a point in your life where you lose all inhibitions and so many doctors have seen you bits that you just don't care. And if it means that I'm not going to have a sneezing fit afterwards, I'll take it.
2: You might have a farting fit. Is that a thing? I've <laughs> learned the tone. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's a lot of preparation that you have to do before egg retrieval. So like with most surgeries, it's nil by mouth for a couple of hours beforehand. So I'm not allowed to eat or drink after 12 a.m. So that's a whole... Why are you like a gremlin.
2: You can't eat after midnight. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Don't Otherwise, me, me I know,
2: she'll turn she'll, she'll into an egg herself.
1: It's
2: and... <coughs> a terrible impression of a gremlin.
1: <coughs> so nil by mouth is the first thing. Also, I have to shower in the morning, which means if we're rocking up to the hospital at six oh, I'm going to have to get up at like 5 a.m. It's going to be horrible. Can we go to bed early?
2: I think a 5 a.m. wake up regardless of when you go to bed, it's still going to be painful.
1: Yeah, true.
2: And you get to have a nice half hour long nap in the morning as well.
1: Oh, of course, yeah. Well, it's not a nap because I'm getting sedated. I'm not even sleeping. God damn it. I'm also not allowed to wear perfume or use scented shampoos and conditioners beforehand. So I went to Holland and Barrett and I got some special fragrance-free soap. That's what I'll be using in my shower. you so cool. I'm so sexy, aren't I? My fragrance-free fragrant from nature soap. Sorry,
2: I have to have fragrance-free soap. <laughs>
1: I mean, we laugh. I love a fragrance-free soap. I have very sensitive skin, so it works for me. So yeah, I'm going to have to shower. um, And I mean, to be fair, I said there was a lot of preparation. That is probably about it. So nothing to eat and wash.
2: (laughs) Even a shower is too much for you, isn't it? It's a big (laughs) ass.
1: It's a big ass. I have
2: to shower?
1: God, what? I need to bring a dressing gown and a pair of slippers. uh, So when I walk down to the theatre, I don't accidentally flash anybody no one needs to see that
2: i was wondering if i needed to bring those
1: no tristan all that tris has to do tomorrow is produce a sample you've got such an easy ride but what
2: if i want to make myself comfortable i was gonna say i bring some scented candles maybe some incense we're
1: not allowed perfume you fool
2: oh sorry When will
1: you listen man Some
2: unscented candles <laughs> just for atmosphere some of those little battery pad ones you flick yeah, the switch underneath and they, they kind flicker. of flicker they look awful but they you know.
1: do look quite cheap I mean, we haven't talked about your sample whatsoever. Do you want to take to the yeah, floor? Yeah, let's go
2: into the uh, let's go into a bit of detail on this. So, unlike my first sample where I had the lovely wipe clean sofa, I am not blessed with such luxuries this time around. Because of COVID, you can't have all the men in one room doing it. Not at the same time. That will be worse.
1: <laughs> what a great um, <laughs> image that was. I don't want to talk
2: about that. That's a different thing altogether.
1: You're going to be in your own room. We have a designated room. I get a
2: private suite to produce my sample. And I was told about the process around it. So when Miranda goes down for her surgery, I will then be told, the room is yours. Do with it what you will. And I know what I'll be doing. I'll be um, producing my sample. Sperm. Sperm. I will then lock the door, take my seat or stand. I don't know. I haven't quite decided yet. Oh. Uh, and produce my sample. Now, once I've produced it, I am given a phone number to call to tell them that I'm done.
1: <laughs> Wait, stop. Yeah, just this for is a, a moment. This, I know what you're thinking. Hang, no, but is there a designated phone number that literally its only job is to receive calls that say, hi, I've just done a cup? Is, th- is that all that it does? Is that its sole purpose in life?
2: I'm more worried about that first conversation I'm going to have.
1: I oh, walk with the person on the other yeah. end.
2: What do I say?
1: Hello, it's me. I have arrived. I've done a sample in a cup for you to mix with an eggy.
2: Yeah, stick to radio. But like, what do I say? Like, hello, I've done my sample. Hello, I'm ready.
1: Sorry, (sighs) stop saying hello.
2: Maybe I don't say hello. Maybe I just say, it's done, and put the phone down.
1: No, I think you need to be friendly about it. I think you need to be like... Hi, it's Tristan from Room 204. I've just finished my sample. If you want to pick it up, just keeping it warm for you.
2: But do they pick it up or do I have to hand it to them? Because I can't imagine much worse than handing a see-through container oh. to some poor woman.
1: Oh, it might be a man.
2: It's not a man. They are all women in there.
1: They are, actually. I'm yet to see, a male. apart from my consultant, every single member of staff that we've dealt with that fertility has been female. I wonder what the phone number will be. Maybe we could read it out to you next week on, on, next, on, on the next episode oh of the podcast. Oh, my God.
2: Then everyone will start <laughs> calling and leaving messages.
1: Hello. <laughs> what is your obsession
2: with Adele? Are you okay?
1: I don't know. Uh, the last few podcasts, I've been so hyper. It's just all the excitement. I can't deal with it. It's the it's drama, Mick. Drama, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I guess all that is left to say is... Please wish us luck. Please cross your fingers, your eyes, your toes and your hair if you're into plaiting and just pray that we get as many eggs out as we possibly can. Oh, and also pray that Tristan doesn't have to do more than one sample because that is an option. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. If the first sample isn't good enough, they will ask you to do it again in the hope that we don't have to do ICSI. Ideally, we won't be injecting the sperm anywhere. We'll just be allowing it to mix naturally. That's what we want. We're rooting for IVF.
2: Now, all men listening to this will be aware That a first sample, fine, no problem, five minutes, easy. When you get to a second sample, you start, you know, struggling a little bit. Why?
1: It's just... Is it like you empty the tank?
2: You don't empty the tank, there's always something left in the tank. Okay. Right, but the the issue is the initial kind of release. Okay. So if you have been abstinent for like three days...
1: Oh, that's a fun fact. Yeah. We've had to be abstinent. Can't say that word. Abstinent. <laughs>
2: we've had to be abstinent.
1: I have stumbled over that word. But yeah, what was it? Two to three days? Two to three days.
2: Yeah. So we've smashed that. That's absolutely fine.
1: Easy peasy.
2: Easy peasy. No sweat, no worries. Oh
1: my mum listens <laughs> to this. We're in the house.
2: So when you've got your three days worth of, of backlog out
1: <laughs> oh, sorry well, You've just...
2: depressurized the system.
1: Oh, okay. you
2: have not actually got a pressurised system, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, you've had that initial release. So subsequently, you're never going to quite get the quantity out you'd expect. But I don't think quantity is everything because even like a teaspoon's got a few million. We don't need that many.
1: Very much learned from our endeavours that it's quality over quantity, Tristan.
2: I can't quite believe I'm saying this, but next time you hear from us, we will know exactly how many eggs we've got. But that is it for today. If you like what you heard, the best way to support us is to leave a review, share with your friends, family, parents, guardians, sperm collection people, whatever it may be. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And please leave a review because we are painstakingly detailing everything embarrassing about this whole process and it would make us happy if we knew that it was worthwhile. So next episode, we will let you know how many eggs we got. This is absolutely huge, so please do not miss that. And also, don't forget that you can see our faces over on Instagram, Miranda.Burns.
2: Tristan.Tall and test you baby Pod Pod for podcast. Love, Love you. Bye. Bye.
0: The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, UnitedHealthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15 percent off your first order at bowl code buttery exclusions apply see site for details imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time